Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to Episode 105. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So what we do each week with this podcast is we put together a segment where we discuss a question that you might be wrestling with concerning a topic that you wouldn't normally hear the answer for in church in Sunday school, or even in a Bible study. So we put these podcasts together for you to take some time and look and see what the Scripture says about the issue that we're going to be discussing. And this week, we're going to be looking at something that we are called to do. James chapter 5 very clearly says that we are called to do what we're about to talk about But you might be hesitant to do that, or you might be, I'm not sure. And so we're going to address that issue. You say, okay, George, what in the world are you talking about? Well, well, you know, you and I, by nature, are sinners. Ever since Adam, every human being has been born with sin, and we have that human tendency to sin, and we sin. And oftentimes we will find ourselves ensnared or in bondage to sins, and we don't know how to get rid of them from our lives. And so oftentimes we struggle alone. Well, what the scripture is calling us to do is it's calling us to confess our sins to one another so that we'll be healed. That comes from James chapter 5, verse 16. Now, that brings us to our question. Why should we confess our sins to one another? Why should we confess our sins to one another? And that's going to be the issue that we're going to focus on today in our podcast, is this whole issue of confessing our sins to one another. So here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to approach it today. First of all, we're going to address the fears that we have concerning doing what the scripture is calling us to do. Fact of the matter is, even though the scripture calls us to do this, you're going to have some very real fears that are going to keep you from doing that. Then we're going to really talk about this whole issue of confessing to another person. We're going to look at the scripture and then we're going to talk about what the scripture is encouraging us to do. What is the process that we're looking at here and what is the benefit? Then we're also going to look at, finally, from the issue of you being the one who helped someone who is in sin. We're going to talk about that as well. We're going to talk about confessing why you should be someone who confesses your sin to others so that you can find healing. You also need to talk about the reality of being the one to which someone can come to and talk about their sin issue. So let's go ahead and let's start this out. So the first thing we're going to look at is the fears. And I got three things that I just want you to think about when we talk about our fears. Because here you are, you're looking at the scripture, it's very clearly telling you to confess your sins to one another so that you can be healed. 
and you're like, I don't know that I want to do that, George. Here's what's going on. First of all, our natural tendency is to not share our sin struggles with others. That's our natural tendency. So here you are, you are ensnared by some sin. Fill in the blank what that is. It could be anything. Every person struggles with something. But here you are, you have this one dominant sin in your life. You're struggling with it. But someone's telling you, the scripture's telling you to confess it so that you can find healing. And you're like, I don't think I can do that. Well, that's just our natural tendency. Our natural tendency is not to talk to others about the sin struggles that we have. In fact, that's why they are our secrets. They are the secrets that we hide from others as far as what is our sin problem. Here is the second reason why we have a fear about doing this. Sharing our sins with others makes us vulnerable. Sharing our sins with other people makes us totally vulnerable. What do you mean by that? Well, if I'm getting with you and I'm telling you the particular thing that I'm struggling with, I'm going to be very afraid that you might share that information with somebody else, or you might bring that information up later and betray my trust, and therefore I'm vulnerable to you when I share this information. Therefore, I don't want to share that information because I don't want myself exposed. I don't want the possibility of being hurt or hurting others. So therefore, I'm not going to share it with you because if I do that, I'm vulnerable. Here's the third fear that we have. We are ashamed of the sin that holds us in bondage. The reason why I don't share it with you is because I'm ashamed of it. I feel guilty about it. I'm ashamed because it seems like this is something I should be able to handle, something I should be able to deal with. And why, if I share it with you, I'm going to be ashamed I'm not going to know what to do by sharing that information with you. So the whole issue of being ashamed by sharing this information keeps us from doing it. Well, that brings us to the scripture. Because I want you to notice James, it's in that whole section. It has to do with people finding healing from the sicknesses that they're dealing with. He shifts immediately to the whole issue of sin. Well, because sin is ultimately the spiritual sickness that we all deal with. And he says this in chapter 5, verse 16. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So here's what I want you to see. It's telling us that you and I are to go and confess. Now, again, confess is not just saying, forgive me, I've sinned. Confess is agreeing with God that what you're doing is wrong and going and specifically mentioning what it is that you have done. Except in this instance, you are called to go to somebody else and talk with them about your sin struggles. You're to go and make yourself vulnerable and confess it to them so that prayer takes place by the person that you're going to and then ultimately 
you will find healing as God heals you in answer to prayer as you deal with your struggle. So here's some things I want you to see about confessing your sin. Okay, here's I want to see four things here. Number one, we are called to seek out someone to help us battle our sin. Did you notice that? The whole aspect of you going and confessing your sin to somebody else, you are basically called to go and seek out someone that you know will be able to help you battle your sin. Because the fact of the matter is, is you can't do it alone. Did you hear what I said? You can't battle your sin alone. You need help. You need God to help you. And the only way that God's going to be able to help you is for you to get support from someone else. And so you're to seek that somebody else out. Now here, that brings up my second thing that I want you to see here that's basically being spoken of here. It's implied by the text. It's not calling you to confess your sin carelessly. This aspect of going and confessing your sin to somebody else so that they can pray for you and you find healing, that's not something that you enter into carelessly. We say, how can I enter into it carelessly? Well, the problem is, is that sometimes we take this too literally and we confess our sin to everyone or just anyone. And the problem is, is that oftentimes we confess our sins to people who can't handle that information and it ends up becoming gossip or something that hurts us later. Because again, you are making yourself vulnerable by your confession. So what it's saying here is don't do that. Don't just go, oh, I feel like I need to tell somebody. No, no, just don't go tell your sin to anyone. Don't do it carelessly. Here's what I want you to see. Here's the other implication implication from this. It is implying that you seek out a mature believer to help you. So here you are, you're struggling with sin. You, you've recognized that you need to confess your sin in order to get that support network to be able to deal with your sin, especially that prayer support. You say, okay, George, I'm not supposed to do it carelessly. Who am I supposed to do it with? Well, here's what you do. You seek out someone usually in your church family or maybe among believers that you are a part of, seek out somebody who is mature in the faith, who is going to understand what you're going through, not judge you, but is going to help you. Someone you can trust, someone who's not going to reveal the information, but is going to be there to help you through this. So the implication is, is that you are going to seek out a mature believer to help you. That brings me to the final thing I want you to see from this passage about confessing your sin to one another. By seeking the help of someone else, you will find healing from your sin issue. By seeking the help of someone else, you will find healing from your sin issue. In fact, what we're talking about here from the scripture is being practiced today in the secular world. What do you mean? Well, this is the whole basis of group therapy. This is the whole basis of group discussions with regards to 12-step programs like Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous or Gamblers Anonymous and all of these other anonymous groups that are there for people who are struggling with the same issue to get support 
to be able to help them through this. The Bible was already telling us to do that within the church for each other as we're struggling with our sin. See, when I seek help from somebody else, I'm going to find healing from my sin. Now, is it going to happen overnight? No. doesn't promise you that. It's possible that it could. But for the most of us, it's going to take hard work to get through the issue of our sin. But at least when I go and confess my sin to somebody else, I have a support structure, a prayerful support structure to help guide me through onto victory over the sin that I'm struggling with. That's reality. Well, that brings us to our final section here because maybe you are listening and you're like, well, you know, George, I'm not struggling with a sin that I need the support of others. We all struggle with sin, but you're not at a level where you need somebody else to help you. But here you are as a believer, you can help someone else. What is the guidance for me? Well, again, let me refer back to Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. We mentioned this verse last week. With regards to this whole issue of helping somebody who is in sin, listen to what Paul writes. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Wow. Three things I want you to see here. Number one, it is our responsibility to help others who are struggling with sin. I just need you to understand that. We have this concept, sometimes even in our North American Christianity, that I'm in this by myself and I'm supposed to do this on my own. Well, that's not biblical. That's not scriptural. That's not the reality of the scripture and what it's saying for you to do. You are meant to be a part of a community. You are meant to be a part of a church where we minister to each other. And one aspect of ministering to each other is being a support to each other as we deal with the sins that so easily ensnare us. Okay? So it's our responsibility to help other people. Here's the second thing. We are called to help them with a spirit of gentleness and meekness. Now, did you notice that? We're called to help them with a spirit of gentleness and meekness. We don't do it with a haughty attitude. We don't do it with a holier than thou. We don't look down on them, but rather we do it in a loving way, not a judgmental way, because sometimes people deal with sins in someone's life by dealing with it in a judgmental way. We'll talk about that in a moment, why they would do that. But the fact of the matter is, is that we're going to be gentle. We're going to be meek in how we handle the brother or sister who is in sin and who needs help. That's what it's calling us to do here if you're going to help somebody. And then finally, we're to help with humility because we are prone to fall to the same sins. Notice what he says there in Galatians 6, verse 1. Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. So the reality is, I'm going to deal with you in humility. I'm going to deal with you in that gentleness and meekness, recognizing, you know what? If it were me in the same situation, given the same circumstances, who's to say that I would not do the same thing? So you recognize that and you help them with humility. Not because you're super Christian, not because you got your act together or you think you got your act together, but simply because they're going through something. You may not be going through that, 
But who's to say you're not going through something else and you help them to find the healing that they need for their lives. Now, let's get back to our original question. We've discussed this whole issue about our fears. We've discussed the whole issue about what it is to confess to one another. We've even talked about helping someone who is wanting to confess their sins. Let's get back to that original question. The original question is, is why should we confess our sins to one another? Because we need each other as we're doing life for Jesus. We need each other. We can't fight against sin on our own. We need the support of others to help us to overcome the sin that so easily ensnares us, the sin that has us in bondage. And so if I take literally the word of James and I apply it to my situation, and I seek out a mature believer, and I get that prayer support going, and I get that support of a listening ear who listens to me and as I talk and as I'm guided through the issue, I will, you will find healing from your sin problem. Yes, you should confess your sins to one another. Finding Clarity Podcast is, again, just an opportunity to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. You might be listening, you're saying, George, I got a question, how do I get that to you? Well, if you're a part of our church family, most of you who listen are a part of our church family, and you've got a question you want to ask, and you're curious as to what the answer might be, and you think it would benefit others, simply write that question down, throw it in the offering plate, hand it to me. And we'll see about answering it here on the podcast. And, and by the way, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not a part of the Kerbinsville Christian Church family and you live in the Clearfield County area, I would encourage you to come to one of our services. Just check us out. You're going to find a group of people who genuinely care for each other and who genuinely seeking the presence of Christ in their life as they come each Sunday morning because they want to see God working in their life, interacting in their life. Our service starts at 1045 on Sunday mornings. We're located at 700 State Street in Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. You don't have to worry about how you dress. We're a come-as-you-are church. Just basically come and you'll be able to join in and see the kind of church family that we are. If you're on Facebook, you simply need to go to facebook.com slash Podcast. We encourage you to like the page, to keep up with what's happening on the podcast. But you can direct message us through the page as well as write a question on the wall and we'll be sure to look at it and see if we can answer it here on the podcast. You can also go to our church website, kerwinsvillechristian.org. Simply go to the contact page. You'll see a form there to fill out. Just write in your question and uh, submit that and we'll get that here and we'll see about answering your question on the podcast next week we're going to look at another question it actually comes out of james chapter 5 verse 16. notice what he says the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much that brings out the next question and that's what we're going to look at next week and that is what is fervent prayer what is that I've heard some crazy things. What is that, George? Well, we're going to look at that next week. Until then, take care.